How's everybody doing? Good. I am excited to be here today. It has been one of those weeks that, uh, you know, really presses you. You know, sometimes when God does that, the biggest reason is he's trying to change us. We all have things in our lives that need to be changed. And I believe that God is, is doing something in the supernatural today, whether you're young or old, in order to change you into that person he wants you to become. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not already good with him. Listen, he created you. And the way you are right now is exactly who you need to be. But he likes putting those new things in there. You know, blinging us out. Can I use that word? He likes to bling out his people. Why? So that we become visible to the world around us. Because there's so many things coming at everybody that in order for us to shine, he, he, he has to do some of those things that make us obvious that we're serving him. And today, we're going to do some of that. All right? We're going to talk about celebrate. Celebrate. And I was going to sing that song, and I'm not going to, but <laughs> celebrate, Jesus, celebrate. Anyway, and I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but I was going to. Today, I really felt like, we felt like uh, Barb was sp supposed to be out here. My uh, son and daughter-in-law are coming back this afternoon, but they've been in Florida, so she's down in the worship center with our kids children's worship center and uh, working with them today so it's just me again so sorry about that it would have been fun uh, but he really gave me a piece this week about this topic and at first I was like no how do we celebrate in the midst of we got a whole section empty over here I, I think I got four calls from different families that stayed home today because supposedly somebody that they knew had COVID. And so just to play it safe, they were going to be out today. And I'm just like, really? How many of you are fed up with this? Me! You know what? I want to give God the glory today. Yes. And, and I'm going to get into why in just a minute. But I just want you to know that he's still seated on the throne. Yeah. And if you're a born-again believer, you've got nothing to worry about, Amen. all right? I've got a friend that uh, he, he got COVID. Uh, he's a pastor down in uh, Milford. And it hit him hard, and he actually had to have a lung transplant. But let me tell you something. All through this thing, he was ready. If God had said, you know what? Your healing's going to be the big one. He would have been all right with that. But the Lord had another plan, and it was miraculous how at first there was no lung, and then all of a sudden they had lungs, and they fit perfect, and he was the best candidate, and they ended up putting a new set of lungs in. And he started walking two days ago. Finally. Yeah. Amen. Give God the glory. Because we've been, we've been praying for this pastor and his family, and I just can't imagine going through that. But what I want you to understand is, regardless, like, like Bill said, regardless of whether the butter is hard or smooth, God's still there. He's on the throne, and he wants to soften our hearts so that we can be those people he needs us to be today. Amen. Are you ready for this? Yes. So as I begin, uh, I want you to just think about something that you can give God the praise for. And I, in, a, in a little bit, I'm going to actually ask for some testimonies. Uh, so be thinking about that. And while you do, I wanted to dig into the word just a little bit, celebrate. It's actually a really cool name. And uh, it's the Hebrew word halal. And let me just say that in the King James, if you happen to be one of those people, it's only in there three times. Not very often, but in the NIV, it's actually in there over 70 times. So it is a word that's used depending on what translation you're looking at. Now as a verb, it actually means to engage in joyous diversions or events. To engage in joyous versions or events. Now how many of you could use some joy right now? 
How many could use some joyous events or divergence? Huh? We're in one right now. You're in a joyous diversion from your week right here at the Hope today. If you're watching online, God bless you. And I hope that you can just sense the presence of the Lord today. Because He's in the house. He's here with us. Now according to one scholar, Dwight M. Pratt, the English word celebrate comes from one of three Hebrew words rendered from the original halal. All right, you with me? With the most significant carrying the meaning, say this with me, to praise. We've been doing that already. I was sitting over there next to June. She moved on me. I was sitting over there next. Was it me? Wow. Anyway, it, it, I, I just felt like a little kid this morning. Great worship, by the way. Thank you, worship team. We're blessed. We are blessed to have a, a family that, that loves the Lord. And I mean the family worship team, not just Pastor Roger and his family. Now, get this. Halal is an onomatopoetic word. Onomatopoetic word. I'm putting it up there because... Say that three times fast. Yeah, that's what I said. What does it mean? It is a rhetorical device, all right? And it's used to give the sound of its intended meaning. Now, some examples in Wikipedia are like the tick-tock of a clock or the boom of fireworks or the ding-dong of a doorbell. That's a mono, ano. I can't even say it after I've said it. I actually looked it up online so I could pronounce it properly. Onomatopoetic. There you go. Yeah. Say it three times fast. Uh-huh, I thought so. I knew they'd try. It is intended to give a clear, sharp sound as a vocal rejoicing or when people, get this, when people celebrate. Think of a little child at their birthday party. I, I, I've got this picture in my head of my granddaughter, little Evangeline, and that cake's in front of her. And she didn't have to say anything because it was on her face. How cool. How cool. What's next? That's how we are when we celebrate our God. It's equivalent, and, and I want you to get this part because this is actually where we're going this, this morning. It's equivalent in Ethiopic, German, and English appear in the great choral word, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say that with me? Hallelujah. 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 I don't stop there. <laughs> yeah, see, they should have stayed up here. They're coming back, by the way. We're, we're going to go back into a time of praise this morning. Within the church, this has become the term used for majest, majestic praise. He is majesty, God Almighty, creator of the universe. He is worthy of our praise. Now here's the thing I really want you to get today. Mainly because of everything that seems to be coming at us. Praise is something that we're designed to give. And, did you know, praise is a weapon of warfare. When you find yourself in a pickle... When you find yourself in the lowest point of your life, and it's not easy to do. You have to condition yourself to do this. If you begin to praise Him, to shout out, God, I love you, Jesus, you are my master. I worship you today. Do you know what happens? The enemy flees. When you're in the trenches fighting for your life, 
There's nothing more powerful than lifting an anthem of praise to him. I love this. I used to teach this all the time when I was a children's pastor. The NLT says in Psalm 8:2, You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. Now listen to this part. The TPT says, You have built a stronghold by the songs of children. Strength rises up with the chorus of infants. This kind of praise has power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. I think the King James says, you have ordained the lips of infants to praise you. Hallelujah. You can bank on this. I can bank on this. This is God's word. And we've got to understand that the last thing that the devil wants you to do is begin to lift up the name of Jesus and to give him the praise. In the midst of the darkness. Because most of us, when we find ourselves there, what do we do? We curl up in that little fetal position and we give up. And God's saying, no, my child, do what I've conditioned you to do. I put it in you. Praise me. And the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think that's pretty good news. I think that's really good news. You need to tell your neighbor that's really good news. Now the Psalms, which, which are full of praise, you know that. But there are actually some of them, Psalms 113 through 118 and Psalm 136, are called the Hallel Psalm. I think this is pretty cool. And the words root can also mean to move in a circle, which suggests a form of leaping and dancing. Can you think of anyone in the Old Testament that was caught doing this? Oh, yeah, David. Man after God's own heart, right? And they, they, they were moving the ark, and, and they messed up. They, they started to do it in man's strength. They were dismissive of God's holiness. They forgot what they were doing. And some folks died because they were doing it against the Lord's will. And then David said, listen, we got to do this right this time. I don't want to lose anybody else. God deserves our best today. Can I say that to you? God deserves your best not second best, not fifth best, your best. And David figured this out. And you know, when you look at this verse in uh, 2 Samuel, it says he was wearing a, a linen ephod. And some of the, the other versions suggest that it was like a priestly garment. But basically, in, in today's terminology, he had his underwear on. You're never going to catch me up here worshiping in my underwear. But David felt that he wanted, wanted to, in abandonment, worship his king. What does it say? David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. Not just a little teeny bit of it. All of it. He knew that he had a purpose that day, and that day was to worship his king. And while he had the entire house of Israel, while he and the entire house of Israel we're bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and what? Sounds. sounds of trumpets. And we've been doing that this morning. Shouts and sounds of music. Our instruments playing. Worshiping the Lord. Finally, in Leviticus, the root of halal suggests uh, celebrating the Lord on the Sabbath day. What do you think we're doing here? This is our day to Sabbath this is our day of rest. This is the day that we're here to worship the Lord and to give Him the praise. Do we need any special reason to celebrate the Lord? No. Especially if you're already born again. That's good enough reason right there. God has saved you. 
He provided a way where there was no other way. We couldn't have gotten to heaven without the blood of Jesus being shed for us. Without Him hanging on that cross. And in just a couple of weeks, we're going to celebrate Easter. You know, last year, we weren't able to. We were home. We did it online. This year, we're going to celebrate. I don't care what it takes, we're going to have a live service. Somehow, some way. Regardless of what's going on around us. We don't need a reason. He's already given us that. But today, I want to celebrate what God has done for us, both personally and corporately. And as I was dwelling on all of this, and I kept coming back to this, what has the Lord done for us? Well, think about this. How many... About a year ago, you were in your home going, what is going to happen? Are we going to make it? Is this world still going to be here tomorrow? Anybody besides me thinking that? Was I the only one? And here we are, it's a year later, and the world's still revolving every 24 hours going around. The sun's still shining. God is still on the throne. We all have a testimony. Can I get a witness? (laughs) What's your testimony? What has God done in your life? I want to testify of His goodness. We're still here today. One year from the date that marks the COVID-19 outbreak. As I saw it, it caused the world to almost come to a standstill. And here we are, one year later, able to celebrate. Maybe a little bruised, maybe a little raw, right? I mean, it's been an interesting year. But we're still alive, we're still breathing, we're still, still able to say, thank you, Lord, for what you did. I remember sitting at home thinking, well, at least I've got this opportunity to draw closer to Him. And many of you took advantage of that. We didn't have to go to work. They told us, stay home. And we did. And what did we do at that time? We prayed and we worshipped. And we drew closer to our Lord. We had a, a... It's actually the president of North Point College in Grand Rapids, J.P. Dorsey, and he spoke to a group of ministers here Thursday night at our sectional council meeting. And when he concluded, he talked about how each of us should spend about 30 minutes a day at the Father's feet. And this is what he said, and it, it took me back a little bit because usually when I go to the Lord, I always have an agenda. Right? Anybody? Am I it? We, we, we pull out our list. <laughs> Even if it's in 18 font, it's still long. Some of you, it's like 8 or 10 font and it's that long. By the time you get done, God's exhausted. No, he, he doesn't get exhausted. But he might get tired of hearing from us sometimes, if we're like that. And what J.P. said was this. He said, you know what the Father wants? He wants you to sit at his feet and just be quiet. Enjoy it. Nothing. Nothing needed. Just you. If you think about that, that's probably the highest form of praise you can give him. It'd be like your son or daughter, if you have children, coming and sitting at your feet. What are you doing, honey? I just want to be with you. You get it? Let's try that. Let's try that this week. It may not be 30 minutes, whatever you've got time for, but just go to him and just sit at his feet. Say, Father, I love you. Thank you. 
That wasn't in my notes. We need to give him the praise. Psalm 113, I wanted to read this real quick. It says, praise the Lord. Yes, give praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. You know what? Would you, would you say this with me? All of you, if you would, if you can read up there. Praise the Lord. Yes, give praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, now and forever. Everywhere, from east to west, praise the name of the Lord. Keep going. For the Lord is high above the nations. His glory is higher than the heavens. Who can be compared with the Lord our God? Who is enthroned on high? He stoops to look down on heaven and on earth. He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes, even the princes of his own people. He gives the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. To God be the glory. Yeah, give him the praise today. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Now I know that we've had some exciting things happen. I I did a funeral yesterday for a man that he didn't attend here, but um, he lived in the the neighborhood. And at the end, I, I gave them an opportunity to pray that prayer and I honestly, there were so many, and I said this to him, I said, everybody close your eyes, bow your heads. And I just said, if you want Jesus to change your life, if you want to put your trust in him today, I want you to look at me. And there were so many people looking at me that I couldn't count them. And we prayed. Pastor Roger was running sound. We prayed the sinner's prayer and asked him to forgive us. Amen. That's a miracle. Yes. And that man that laid here in that coffin, that body, I should say, because he was in heaven, I know he was rejoicing with the angels. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last Sunday morning, 14 people, 14 I think I have this up there. Uh Uh-oh, I lost it again. Can you switch to the next one? Do you know how to do that? All right. Thank you. Fourteen people accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Now, if you did it, I should have control of it. Yep, there we go. Thanks. Eleven people received healing last Sunday night. And I don't, I don't want to just stand here and tell you that. Would you mind, Laura? Would you give us a, a little praise report? You come on up here so they can see you on camera. Be careful there, though. That, that's a, quite a step up. Uh, when we moved up here, we started in a little church in Lovells. And the pastor there had been there 18 years and he had muscular dystrophy. And of course, you know muscular dystrophy, there's no cure for it. And I watched him go from a bodybuilder to a sack of bones. And so he had to retire. His wife said that she had to move the truck in the garage because he couldn't walk from the house outside to the truck. That's all the way he could walk. So, He had started getting out and walking a little bit. And so I invited him here. Last Sunday. Last Sunday. And he's not Pentecostal, but he's real close. (laughs) I invited him here, and he received a healing. I know I was standing here, and I looked over, and I saw a couple men praying over him, and they were telling him to do this and do this. And before I know it, he's helping. Well, I'm not, that's her testimony, but he's... He keeps telling everyone he's healed. He's healed. So you said he was walking? He's walking two miles a day in under 44 minutes without a a stick. Thank you. Thank you. Watch your step there. Thank you. Wow. Hallelujah. 
Listen, God is still in the business of doing miracles. And if you weren't here Sunday night, oh, Bonnie's got one. I know. I noticed down here you don't have your uh, your your walker. I'm not going to have you come up here because unless yeah, that scares me. That's why I didn't want you. I don't want you hitting me with it. Well, it started out that um, I went up front and uh, Pastor Hop from Lovell's Church came. He laid hands on me, and Art himself laid hands on me. And I didn't feel anything at first. And Art came back down, and he prayed over my legs. I didn't feel anything. And then all of a sudden, the strength started coming in my legs. And Pastor Hop came over to me, and he said, how are you doing? Can I lay hands on you and pray? And I said, I want to walk. So we first started with my walker, and I just laid my palms. I didn't rest on it. I just laid my palms on it. And we walked twice from one end of the door to the other end of the door across Amen. the Amen. stage. And then... I felt like I didn't want to use my walker. So he got on one side of me, and Drew came on the other. And they walked me eight times, back and Good. forth, back and forth. And it was a miracle. I had not walked in four years Hallelujah. without my Hallelujah. walker. Four years. And wow. today... I am walking. Yesterday, Jackie came and I walked outside without my walker, just with my cane. And I'm believing by summer, I'm not even going to be using Amen. This. We're believing it with you. And yeah. you, you shared something with me, which I didn't know about you, that you were an intercessor. Yes. And I am so looking forward yes. to the day when you're up here praying yes. with our people. And I believe, I truly believe that this healing might have had something to do with the healing ministry I once had. Amen. God brought the woman that her and I both had the healing ministry together. He brought her back into my life. Amen. The other day I took some kind of a spell. And I was dizzy, and I said I could not get up on my chair. And I unlocked my apartment door in case the ambulance had to come. And I cried out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, you know I shouldn't be alone here like this. I need somebody to come. About 10 minutes later, there was a knock on my door, and I said, come in. And it was a woman that I had not seen since the healing ministry. Wow. She walked in. She said, how are you? And I'm sitting in my chair, and, of course, I always say, oh, I'm good. She said, no, you're not. <laughs> she said, I was heading for Walmart, and the Lord said, Bonnie needs you. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Well, we'll look forward to the day when she's in here with you. I, I got to add to her testimony. A couple weeks ago, I took her home. And I, even though she sits behind me, I didn't know her name. So I asked her name. And I had to ask her two or three times because of the head injury, it had done something with your speech. Yes. And so I got her name was Bonnie. So last Sunday, when she got prayed for, I heard someone ask your name. And she said, it's so clear. Good. Hallelujah. Give God the glory. It, listen, it, the, the best part of this whole, especially last Sunday night, the best part of the whole event was it wasn't Art Thomas that was laying hands on the people. He had us do it. And he explained perfectly how God has given us that ability to pray for the sick and see them healed. So he wants to use us. We just need to get out of our comfort zone, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the future. Today we're here to celebrate. 
Wow, thank you. Thank you for those powerful, powerful testimonies. You know, when Jesus comes back for the church, the parousia, <laughs> I like that word, when he comes back for us, and we're in heaven with him, we're going to hear this. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount so now I will give you many responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. So what we're doing here today is just kind of a preemptive thing. We're just getting in the habit of what we're supposed to do and going to do when we get to heaven. Can you imagine when God throws a party what it's going to be like? I mean, we think, some of us think we know how to put on a good party. But I promise you, it will pale in comparison to what the Lord has in store for his people, for those who remain faithful. So re remain faithful to the end. Don't stop worshiping him. Don't stop giving him the praise. Even though the devil may be eating your lunch right now, don't give up. Keep putting your trust in him. And if you must, just start praising him. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, I've got nothing in me, but I'm going to praise you. I've got nothing left to do here but to praise you. And I'm going to lift that praise up to you now in the name of Jesus. As, as the worship team comes up. As they prepare to lead us here again. In Luke 15, 22 through 24, it's actually that whole part of Luke 15. Jesus talks about the prodigal son, and I, I wanted to bring this out at the end because I still think some of you, this is you. you you're the prodigal son. And what happened here, and I, I'm just going to capitalize on it because we, I don't want to spend too much time here, but this, this uh, son, the prodigal, his, his dad had two boys. And the one boy did everything right. He worked for his father. He did whatever dad said to do. And, and he worked the farm. And he, he, uh, he worked hard. He, he, he loved his dad. The second one, the prodigal son, he said to his dad, Dad, can I have my inheritance? I don't want to live here anymore. I don't, I don't want to work the farm anymore. I just want to go do my own thing. And he left the comfort, the security of his dad's place. And he squandered everything that he had. Now, according to what I've read of that particular culture, when you go to your dad and you say, I, I want my inheritance early, what you're saying is, you're dead to me. Dad, you're dead to me. I, I don't care about you. I don't want to be with you anymore. And after his son squandered everything, the Bible says that he was in the pig pens and he was only able to eat some of the extra that they gave the pigs. And he realized in his mind that if he went back to his dad's, even if his dad made him a servant, he would still be better off than he was where he was at. So he chose to go back. The prodigal. And the Bible says, <laughs> his dad was watching for him. He was looking. He, he wasn't about his business. He was worried about his son and, and, and he was waiting for him to come back. And his son came, Dad, I'm sorry I treated you that way. Is there any chance I could come back? This is the part I want to share. His father said this, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger, sandals for his feet. Kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate. With a feast. 
For this son of mine was dead and is now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Hallelujah! What does that have to do with you? Your Father, your Heavenly Father, He's looking for you to come back. If you haven't already done so, if you're online today and you think, I've gone too far. He squandered everything His dad gave Him. He said to His dad, I wish you were dead. And His Father, our Heavenly Father, welcomed Him home with a party. He wants to do the same with you. So today, this is your day. If this is you, if you're a prodigal son or daughter, you need to come back to Him. You need to say, Lord, forgive me for squandering what You've given me. Forgive me. I want to come back. And here's the best news of all. He will say to you, I love you. Welcome home. I I love you. Welcome home. So if that's you, stop doing what you've been doing and come back. Come back to Him. Come back to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the way, I shared this already, not the verse, but yesterday when we prayed at that funeral, and today when you, the prodigal, comes home, would you stand with me? The Bible says there is so much joy in the presence of God's angels when one sinner repents. When that prodigal comes home, heaven rejoices. So I just want you to know this. I'm not going to ask you to raise hands today. And if you're at home, I just want you to to do this where you're at. Just say, Lord, forgive me. If you're that prodigal, forgive me. And Lord, I just want to be one of yours. I want to come home. I want to be your child, your son, your daughter again. And God's waiting for you to come home. Hallelujah. Now it's time. He is worthy of our praise. And it's only 1128. So I asked Pastor Roger and the worship team if they would lead us in a couple of songs. And what I want to do is just open the altar. There's something about being up here. and I don't like being in the front any more than most of you. But today, because I was back there in the back again in my spot, uh, and the Lord just said, I want you up in front. So I came up here, and I sat next to June, and then she moved. (laughs) I'm just picking on you. I love you. But I felt like the Lord was saying, Norm, I want you to come. Get up front. I'm not telling you you have to. Let's just worship him. And if, you, if you're inclined, just come on up here and worship him. You ready for this? We have the house lights dimmed. and Go ahead and take us away there, guys, in the back. And then uh, when we're finished, I'll come up and close. Thank you, Jesus. I triple dog dare you to come up here. This is so evident today, what we're singing. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You're working in this place. I worship you. I worship. Sing. You are here. You are here, you're 
right to him. That is who you are. 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 Oh, Jesus, we love you this morning. We magnify your name. We glorify your name, Jesus. Worthy, 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 worthy are you, Lord. Oh, we magnify your name, Jesus. You are worthy of all glory and praise and honor and power. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I was reminded of a dream that the Lord showed me a few years back. We were walking in this like jungle and there was a stream of water and it was really nasty and gross and all of us had leeches on us. And I remember Pastor Jack's wife, Sister Donna, she just said, in the name of Jesus and those leeches fell off of her. And I tried it and it didn't work. And I was like, what's going on? And then I started as Pastor Norm said, even in the midst of that nasty, dirty, swill water and that jungle, I started praising God. And the more I praised the name of the Lord, those leeches fell off of me. And I think there's people in here today, there's these things that are stuck on you. And they are sucking the life out of you. The Bible says that the life is in the blood. And so these things are on you and they're sucking the life right out of you. And you've said, you've prayed, you've quoted scriptures, and you've said in the name of Jesus, and nothing has happened. And I'm telling you, today is the day for you to be delivered from that. You just start speaking out praise to God, and you will see amazing, uh, amazing deliverance. You're going to see amazing things happen in your life, because when we worship the Lord, things happen. Things happen. And so, God, we just praise you. We worship you, Lord. You are so good, God. There is none like you, Jesus. Be exalted in this place, O oh Lord. We lift up your name, Jesus. We lift up I love 
Yes, he has. You've been faithful. 
Lift your hands to the Lord this morning. So you need to, I'm telling you, as we walk through whatever God has for us, and I believe it's exciting what God has for us. I was telling Pastor Norman, I'm going to, I got to say this, I have to. I was saying something to, to somebody yesterday over breakfast. When Jesus died on the cross, Satan was laughing because he thought he'd won. But very shortly after, he was not laughing anymore. And I thought about it. After the year that we've gone through, Satan is laughing because he thought he has victory and that he's destroyed God's people in the church. But he's not going to be laughing long. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so, I'm telling you today, you can expect to see miraculous things. We've already seen miraculous things, but that's just the beginning. God is not through with us, and you're going to see things, and the devil is not going to be laughing any longer. Amen. And, and we were talking about this yesterday, how two weeks ago, I planted the, the thought or the seed, come expecting. Amen. I believe that God will honor our faithful expectation. Yes. If we come in expecting nothing, we're going to get it. Amen. But if we come in expecting that God's going to move on our behalf, yes. He's going to reach these people. He's going to deliver people. He's going to set them free Amen. of their sinful lives. He's going to show up. But we have to come expecting, believing that something's going to happen in this place. So when you come back in here next Sunday, come expecting. Come expect. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for everything that you've done in our lives, Lord. We do pray for those who uh, are under quarantine again, and we just ask that you would deliver them from that scenario. Bring healing into their families if they need it. 
Lord, we just thank you for the covering over each of our families. And today we pray as we uh, leave this church, Lord, that you would just keep us safe on the road in our coming in, our going. And Lord, most important, use us. Use us, Lord, to be the light to this dark world, to bring hope where there, there is no hope. Use the people of the hope, Lord, to share the good news of Jesus, even our testimonies. We pray in Jesus' name. And until we meet again, bless these people, Lord. Keep them safe, those here, those online. Again, we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.